this is my millionth recording because of glitches. And the first two recordings, I apologize because I thought you were going to hear the sound of a saw in the basement. And through all the glitches now, I don't really hear a saw anymore, but now my son is mowing the lawn out the front window, but just forget it. If we can get this out there successfully, that's all that matters. So, Matthew 3. There are like six verses. Hang in there. There are a lot. And then we'll go on from there. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Do you hear the construction? It's great. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Okay, so first of all, he is saying to these people, these Sadducees and Pharisees who think they're all awesome and spiritually and they should be uh, an example and a role model and they're high and mighty. He's saying, you know what, just because you come from the line of Abraham doesn't mean you're a shoo-in. Blood doesn't mean anything. These rocks here have no blood and God could turn them into his own children. So blood is not on the requirement list. A soft heart that loves God is all that's on that list. And so if that rock wants to do that, God can make it happen out of that lifeless little lump. And then he talks about the far, how does he word it? Like not producing good fruit, cutting down the tree, thrown into the fire. So I live in a wine region, lots of vineyards around, and we're actually in like a huge fruit area. So peaches, strawberries, raspberries, blah, 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 blah. So right now is the time where all the picking is happening. And what I noticed the last few years is some of the peach farms around me is that they cut down peach trees um, and plant new ones. And I was confused because those trees don't look bad, so I don't understand why they're cutting them down. And I don't remember who told me, but they cut them down because there comes a point where they're just not producing as much. Um, and so it's better to cut them down, plant a baby and wait for it to grow because what that tree produces will be so much better than if you keep this older one in the field. And I feel like God feels like that. Um, he doesn't want a bunch of lazy, old trees not producing a peach tree is meant to produce peaches if it hang on a peach tree is meant to produce peaches so if it's not producing peaches why would a farmer keep it what good is it to them and we were made to bring glory to god and to love him and to love other people and if we're not doing what we were made for why keep us around and he wants people that are living up to their purpose and doing what they were meant to do and then he says you know i'm sitting here and i'm baptizing in the jordan 
and you guys have all come out to the desert to see me and nobody. I'm telling you that someone more amazing is coming. And forget the Jordan. He's got something called the Holy Spirit and a fire. And he's going to be baptizing with that. He's so amazing. I shouldn't even be on the duty to carry his shoes. And you guys think I'm so great. And I'm not even worthy to carry his shoes. So can you imagine how amazing this guy is? And then he just kind of finishes up. But just remember, he's coming. He's coming to divide the trees, to figure out which ones need to be pulled out and have babies planted in them and which trees to keep because they're still producing a ton of fruit. And it's hard to remember our purpose because there's so much going on down here, so much around here that's distracting and seems more enticing. You don't necessarily see heaven in front of you. You don't see God in front of you standing there looking you in the eyes. And so it's hard to remember that he's worth living for. But he is. We just have to have faith. That's why it's called faith. 